1: Hello, the internet, and welcome to
2: this episode of The Trend FL's big game coming up on Sunday. I'm Jack. That is Super Producer Becca Robo. Hello, hello. Hi. Um, big game is indeed a coming up.
3: It's happening. It's it's a thing. It's there. Who's playing? Couldn't tell you. Rihanna.
2: Oh, come on. You, oh yeah. <laughs> so that that is something that I want to talk about as a matter of fact, because this is something I've kind of been waiting for uh, to happen. I've been on the edge of my seat waiting for this development to happen. As Pepsi has become, I don't know, less culturally relevant, pop culturally relevant, uh, as the their gambit, Pepsi's ad gambit, like marketing gambit that like they're a lifestyle brand. Seemed to ring less and less true, uh, you know, in the 80s, I feel like they could get away with it. It was they there was still the memory of like choice of the new generation with like people from the 60s, I guess, isn't that when they were considered the the hot new thing and the 80s, they were associated with like Madonna, Michael Jackson. I mean,
3: pop music, they have been like such an icon in pop music for many years,
2: and so, but such a strange like fit <laughs> like yeah. for them to just be like we're you know we're we're associated with popular music and dancing, uh us a behemoth of global commerce and consumerism and brown sugar water um <laughs> and they so I remember thinking at, at some point during the past couple of years when. The Pepsi halftime show came through. I was like, man, Pepsi's really punching above their weight at this point with the half the like being it being the Super Bowl halftime show brought to you by Pepsi. Like, Pepsi felt like a little just out of place there. I mean, I the whole
3: sentence there, right? Like, the NFL, Pepsi. I just feel like it's a very Americana esque idealism totally. that is no longer the front face of american popular culture both the nfl and pepsi
2: yeah i don't know why what it is about pepsi specifically that just felt like like because even if it was the coca-cola halftime show like that would seem normal to me but like pepsi i think it's because the the actual product of pepsi is not a thing you ever see anywhere Like nobody drinks Pepsi or Diet Pepsi by choice.
3: Yeah, like a lot of the branding in the past, what I would say decade of Pepsi has really fallen to the wayside. Like Coca-Cola has kept it very like tempered and they have a way more international market. Like Mexican Coca-Cola is like so famous, right? Like you go to a taco truck and you're like, I want a Mexican Coke, like specifically. So I do think that Coca-Cola has had a better brand presence over the past decade, whereas like, Pepsi has made quite a few fumbles trying to be this like lifestyle brand where yeah, they the like Kendall Jenner. we brought the Kendall yeah they did the brand logo redo and yeah. it failed and they were like trying to modernize and I think they were trying to appeal to this like Gen Z millennial market that isn't drinking soda to be quite honest like yeah they they are health conscious they are not soda drinkers the way that older generations were so right
2: yeah yeah so, which is all to say, like, I don't I don't care. I don't think like na- now that it's no longer Pepsi, it's going to be the Apple halftime show. And I'm like, that's no better. Like, that's it. It just feels more appropriate and like yeah. the it like the market has found. So wait, found it's, it's officially equilibrium. next
3: year gonna be the Apple halftime show. I believe show? it's
2: this year. The <gasps> the halftime show oh RIP goodness. Pepsi. Yeah. That's this year crazy. it's the Apple halftime show. Like I really I feel like this should have been a bigger story. It was just like buried in this. Thing. I was, I Googled cause I wanted to make the point. Like <laughs> why is Pepsi still doing this? Like I had that thought, I, I forget what we were watching, but like something came through where once again, they were like trying to pretend to be, you know, they're like, well, if you like popular music, from the past forty years, you're you're basically liking Pepsi. We're kind of all part of the same. Pepsi is synonymous with cool, and <laughs> it's like that. I mean, that they had the all case.
3: the pop girlies. Okay, we will never forget the iconic Pepsi Cola ad with Beyonce, Britney Spears, Pink, yeah. and yeah. Enrique Iglesias. That ad—it's in history, top ten ads of all time. But like ever since they like took that shift probably like a decade ago away from pop stars and into lifestyle, people don't give a fuck. Like they're like like and it doesn't make sense for them to be the halftime show for sure, because they're like not a representation of pop music anymore. I get Apple Music being it, but I'm also like not another tech. I mean, it would be Apple or Spotify, I guess. Yeah. I can't think of, like,
2: the brand that would work for me. Like, that I would be like, this is cool. Now this is who I want to see. Other than maybe if they wanted to have the Daily Zeitgeist sponsor it. Um, (laughs) I feel
3: like the Doritos halftime show makes sense to me. I don't know Doritos
2: does make sense because it's about, like... It's a good reminder that this is all bullshit junk food um, yeah. concocted in a lab to be un- undeniable. But, anyways, uh, so that's something that changed. We're going to talk on tomorrow's episode about uh, the number of crypto ads from last year to this year. Also, Doritos is <laughs>
3: apparently See, owned I by Pepsi, it. according was- to
2: Ian. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Pepsi is a massive behemoth. Like, they. Yeah, like, they own so
3: many things. It's just yeah.
2: funny to me that they kept the branding as like the Pepsi halftime show, and there were, it seemed like there was always like some cola based like visual, like yeah. Dr. Dre playing the piano and like the yeah red the and white circular. Have like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like I don't know, man. This just doesn't feel Pepsi doesn't feel up to the task uh, as a as a product in particular. Uh, so there's just gonna be a bunch of tech big tech branding all over the place big tech has had a hard year apple the only big tech company that hasn't had layoffs so far but another big tech thing that was supposed to happen and they had to pull the plug last second avocados from mexico which is just always it's one of these brands that just randomly you know every year or so uh, has a big super bowl ad you know like they're they are one of the standard Super Bowl advertisers. Um, the, and I'm not always sure why that is because it seems it seems like advertising avocados from a specific place should be something that you are aiming at some business community. Like it's a business <laughs> to business deal where you're like, get your avocados from Mexico, Kroger. Uh, not like something like when I go to the store, I'm not Necessarily choosing between avocados from one place or another. I'm just you're kind right, of feeling them with my hands.
3: I feel like we don't know where the avocados are from. Like at the shop, like yeah, they just say like avocados, organic avocados. You know, those are right. like your two options, and you're not really like, okay, is it the avocados from Mexico brand or is it? Unless right. you're, I I do think they do make like guacamoles and things like that. So that's more where Maybe I like think the branding would be like more iconography where you would be like in that pre-made food section and you're like choosing between the different pre-made guacs, but otherwise unsure.
2: Unsure. It has not connected. I have not connected those ads to a specific purchasing decision. I can tell you that much, (laughs) Um, but they were, uh, they got a lot of attention because they were planning to incorporate chat GPT in their ad. um, And then it was pulled at the last minute because they were not able to get the chat GPT feature together in time. So, which raised, like, I'm just curious what the fuck they had in mind. Like, what <laughs> what, were, what were they planning to do? I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure I could have researched that, but it's, it is just funny. Like, the, the chat GPT thing just seems like a lot of people confused about what this means and being scared of technology. scared technology, which is, you know, I think a standard mainstream media media trope. Are you planning to watch the big game, Becca?
3: No. You know what? I I cannot. I hate football. I think I've said that time and time again here. I only used to watch it when I worked in advertising and I used to have like spots in the Super Bowl, which... Yeah. If you work in advertising, God bless you this week. Good luck. I know this is a stressful week for you. I know all those social media managers, I'm praying for you because yeah. it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard weekend, a very overworked weekend. Um, But no, I have no, I, I feel blessed to be released from the shackles that is advertising and the big game.
2: Yeah. It's almost like the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl of advertising in many ways. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about some trailers and other stuff.
0: That gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it you know like a literal POS? And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new.
2: We're back. And actually, first, uh, another Super Bowl story that is happening is very dumb. Uh, NFL fans believe that the Super Bowl is secretly rigged. There was like a tweet that went viral featuring a screenshot of the leaked Super Bowl (laughs) script, including the final score and a video from some Barstool podcast in which uh, Arian Foster, former NFL great, also like pretty interesting person to like listen to on be interviewed uh but he did a bit claiming with you know deadpan seriousness that the league is rigged and all the players follow scripts and i think some people are like buying into this because there is because everybody like has a financial stake now that gambling is legal and it's like even if you don't gamble like you know someone who gambles or you at least like see it dramatized in like gambling advertisements so it's just like in the bloodstream now like gambling and whenever there's gambling happening there's going to be a conspiracy theory that like well it was fixed and like they you know when when you lose money on a game it's it's hard not to start <laughs> So theorizing. do you believe it's
3: it's really rigged though Jack
2: Oh no no not at all <laughs> And like so I think this is this is stupid uh like from a just perspective of like it it doesn't make sense but it also is stupid from the perspective of like misunderstanding our current like production and cgi capabilities yes the special effects the acting by athletes the like game choreography required to carry something at this level off is Bonkers. It would have to be, like, the greatest film ever produced, <laughs> and they would have to do it live while hundreds of millions of people are watching. It just and like also, it would
3: have to be, like, every other game leading up to it, right? Like, in right. theory, to yeah. get to the big game where you are competing. So... I agree. Right. I don't think it's rigged like I think
2: some <laughs> some people's conspiracy theories are like that the refs are like pushing in one direction and you can see it like in a missed call here and there, but the the idea that there is a script that they are following would require such advanced levels of coordination um i I kind of blame Jurassic Park for this <laughs> because I think people still saw the effects in like. Jurassic Park is like a blend of CGI and practical effects, but people assumed that the practical effects were also CGI. So they f- assumed CGI was like way further along than it actually was and is. And so everybody just thinks, oh, you can do anything with a computer. Like it's it's fine. And it's like, no, that's, you can do like very limited things with a computer in with like camera tricks and making sure to hide them in clever ways but i would
3: hope that if it were cgi right like if 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 the big game let's say were rigged that we could prevent more like head traumas you know what i'm saying like if if we could rig this game no we should football players dying you know right like i just i don't understand (laughs)
1: yeah
2: also like the the how much legalization of sports betting has blown up. Like I I was watching that LeBron James game where he broke the scoring record and there was a gambling ad during that that featured Kevin Garnett gambling on an NBA game, I believe. (laughs) Which like he's retired, but that just feels like a line.
3: Yeah, that shouldn't be crossed.
2: Yeah, like they... Major League Baseball is like never recovered. Like they're still so scandalized by like that. One of their great players, like having gambled on a game, not while he was playing, but while he's a manager. And I think, I don't know, maybe he also did it while he played. I don't, I don't know. I don't give a shit, but it's just funny how, (laughs) how much it has changed. And this was actually one of the things that people were pointing out. They were like, if we legalize gambling and this was back in 2009, when people were trying to, argue the merits of this and the government they were like people w- like this will quote inevitably fuel speculation distrust and accusations of point shaving and game fixing so i mean they knew which yeah it just happens always with gambling all right enough of the big game game big enough uh, already we don't need to we don't need to lend it and any more flames any more gasoline on that fire? Let's talk about trailers.
3: Trailer watch.
2: Yeah. So we're, I was like, we should just have a trailer that we talk about every trending episode because <laughs> why not? That's, that's my favorite part of trending is when we get to watch a trailer. Me too. <laughs> Today we have two. Uh, we have a, a movie called Paint that I thought was going to be a Bob Ross like,
3: biopic vibe
2: yes i thought it was a bob ross biopic and it's got owen wilson playing bob ross and then you notice like but he's still playing owen wilson with (laughs) like in a bob ross
3: costume wig
2: yeah um and then it like bob ross's career is derailed and it's also the character's name is not bob ross and then it like becomes a thing about like him Struggling with irrelevancy, and it just I don't know. i I was ready for the Bob Ross thing, that, but this also seems interesting. I am always up for some more Owen Wilson. What did you think?
3: same. I love Owen Wilson and I love IFC films, so I'm intrigued about what it is, but I am very confused as to what it is because you go into it watching it and you're like, and it, I think it was even served me the article and it was like, Bob Ross paint. And I was like, okay. And you're watching it. And it's like very clear that he's actually not Bob Ross. So you're like, okay, so then where is this story going? Is it like an alternate universe of Bob Ross? Where it's like, if Bob Ross were self-involved, or if Bob Ross were about the money, uh, I'm not sure. So, but I will be watching because I love Owen Wilson. And yeah. it seems like very like quirky indie vibe, which is very much up my alley of film watching.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, Bob Ross was actually like, he might have, so here, let me, I'm, I'm fact checking live. So this is exciting for the listener that Bob Ross wasn't only a drill drill sergeant, but would achieve the rank of master sergeant serving as a first sergeant at Ileson Air Force Base in Alaska. So like, that, that's an interesting, like, that's a question. I didn't know that prior to, uh, I think super producer Justin might've mentioned that. Uh, As we were watching this, like that's a like how you get from drill instructor to the most zenned out (laughs) motherfucker like to ever appear on television is an interesting story that I would be intrigued to watch Um, unless the answer is just like he just took so much acid. (laughs) like It was just uh, his, you know, cortexes were no longer connected to one another and.
3: Oh, I just did a, a quick Google about the movie, though. It says in 2010, the screenplay Paint was written by Britt McAdams and was featured on the blacklist of that year's most likely unproduced screenplays. So I'm curious where this will go. Yeah. Based on that.
2: But yeah. So Super Producer Ian is saying that like the reason he's so soft-spoken and chill is he hated how rigid the military was. Like that's interesting. To like see someone go from drill sergeant to the guy who talks like this and is like and then we're going to get a little bit of color it up broke here. Him. Yeah, he like, he it broken. Yeah, like it really just see left. someone like undergo a complete su- spiritual psychic like change at that level is interesting. I w- I would be curious about that. But so so wait, you're saying it was originally a Bob Ross? And then, no,
3: no, no. It was just an original screenplay that was put on a blacklist uh, in 2016 for the year's most liked unproduced screenplays. Right. So,
2: yeah, the blacklist is great. They they always pick out some gems. And then there's this other trailer called The Outwaters. Just gonna let you watch it yourself. Very scary, found footage. So, two things that I just wanna call out here. One is that it starts with like a 15 second long upside down shot, which I've been seeing more and more, just like the shot is upside down there. There was like a video that I saw, I think it was like a TikTok transported to Twitter video of like somebody just shooting out the window of their car, but they were shooting it upside down. And it was really like kind of trippy and mind melding. But then like, the show Fleischman's in trouble that uh, was just on Hulu, like opens with shots of New York city upside down. And it like looks very cool and trippy. And this starts with a upside down shot. Um, It's just funny that like film, like the art of film is just now like all discovering at the same time, the thing that like your kids discover when they put their heads between their head, between their legs and they're like, Whoa, that's (laughs) wild. Um, but yeah, it's it's th- so this is like a trippy uh, found footage. It seems like there's like some Texas chainsaw massacre, some maybe some alien stuff happening. But in the desert, uh, it looks very cool. Like the sound design looks very cool. I don't know. I'm here for it.
3: Yeah, I listened to the trailer with these, you know, big Sony headphones on my head. And it was absolutely terrifying. Like the there's like this phone call element of this, like very distressed mom calling her kids being like, I can't find you. Where are you? Are you okay?" And it is just like oh my God, it is so, 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 so terrifying. Um, there's like a little bit of like a jump scare just in your ears toward the yeah. end. Yeah. And I'm genuinely very terrified. I, I don't know if I'll be able to go through with watching this movie. I like my scary movies more in the veil of like thriller creepy, not like actual, like I like...
2: Cosmic horror.
3: <laughs> yeah, or like, um, I like things that are kind of like more superstitious or more like you know fantasy like I don't like my horror to be rooted in like such reality because then it's like too real for me I'm like oh this could happen to me yeah my favorite example is like the haunting of hill house series like yeah. those some episodes of those get really really scary but it's like all very much like mystical like very much not rooted in reality reality
2: so. right yeah, yeah yeah Anyways, the other thing that this seems to like the it seems to be found footage in a world where people who shot the footage like actually cared like we're trying to take cool videos <laughs> cuz like that's that's something that i feel like a lot of the found footage stuff it's like all right so it's found footage so it has to be they had to leave leave their camera on a rock and like it doesn't <laughs> move which uh probably makes sense for like once the terror starts but there's just like a lot of beautiful shots in there which makes sense because some people just are beautiful cinematographers with their phones. So anyways, the the other thing, and I don't like, I, I'm not going to go on about this for 20 minutes, but the trade <laughs> deadline in the NBA has been mind melting. I just want to say, sorry, to Nets fans. Um, although, you know, maybe, maybe this is the best thing for the future of the organization because they got a lot of picks. But Kevin Durant... Has been traded to the phoenix suns which bums me out for some reason because i just like never i don't know i can i've never been able to like get even when they were like a really exciting team with like steve nash and amari stoudemire like i i couldn't get excited about them some i don't i don't know if it's their uniforms what it is but <laughs> uh i just the, this doesn't get me it's like a super team that i'm not super excited about and that's not fair that's just a completely personal thing people are gonna be like oh you're just a son's hair yeah i i i I have no good good reason for it whatsoever um it's definitely exciting then the nba is you know is wild for that you're you're wild for this one the nba kyrie obviously we talked about how he got traded um the uh, the Lakers traded Russell, Russell Westbrook and got some young pieces that might help them in the long run. Uh, but it's a it's a mess out there. It's going to be very intriguing to to watch. I feel like they were like, oh, you think that's the big game? <laughs> 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 but really? Yeah. Um. Anyways, Becca, you, your thoughts. I know you're a huge Suns fan.
3: You know, I I agree with all your sentiments, Jack.
2: Oh, good. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, Super Producer Becca Ramos, thank you so much for joining to co host. Uh, Where can people find you and follow you?
3: You can find and follow me at Bex, B E C C S Ramos, uh, on all platforms. And also, I am on the Bechtel cast today. Hey, I'm very excited. It is a little fangirl dream of mine. So, if you are Bechtelhead, head, a Bechtelcast listener, go check it out. We covered Magic Mike XXL wow. for the opening night of Magic Mike's Last Dance, which comes out today. So,
2: oh, wow. Have you seen it? Or uh, I'm planning
3: on going. I was going to go tonight, but I have to wake up early to drive back to the city tomorrow. So right. uh, I think I'm going to go this weekend on Saturday. Nice.
2: Last Dance. I hope he doesn't die. i (laughs) (laughs) I don't think
3: he's gonna die but i think he's gonna officially retire every movie he's like i'm done stripping and then you know they make a new movie so i think this is supposed to be like his final swan song in london with salma hayek and rosalia that they will not talk that she's in it but like she's in a couple pics of the trailer so i'm like
2: we're Hmm. not gonna
3: talk about that rosalia is in the movie wow so we'll see so it's in
2: london this time
3: It's in London with Salma I love a
2: sequel where they're just like, what if a new city?
3: Yeah, what if a new city, we got rid of all the guys. We just have Channing Tatum. It's going to give you step-up vibes and not, like, traditional stripper vibe. And we're going to have Rosalia be in it, which makes me wonder if they're going to dance flamenco strip. Because Rosalia's, you know, traditional roots are flamenco. Because, you know, we love a colonizer reggaeton, but that's, like, a whole (laughs) other conversation. But... She's originally a flamenco singer, so I'm wondering if they're going to do a little flamenco in London. We'll see.
2: Well, British men dancing is a whole genre of movie for whatever reason. They're like the (laughs) Full Monty and Billy Elliot. They're like, what if a British boy danced? What if? What if? What if the man danced, though? (laughs) Um, So that's funny that they were just like, well, we'll do that. Well, it'll be a crossover to the British man dance. Uh, genre. All right. that Amazing. Go listen to the Bechdel cast uh, for that and just always. Um, that is going to do it for us for this Thursday, February 9th. We are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy and we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.